Welcome to Eat This Scroll, University Fellowship Church podcast. My name is Chris Moore, and I am happy that you are here. I'm happy to be with you in spirit, if not physically. Uh, we get together about twice a week, and we chew on God's word in hopes to encourage and edify you and glorify God. And this week we have Jamie Harms with us. Hello, Jamie. Hi, Chris. Welcome. Thank you. To the podcast. <laughs> Jamie, we are barreling towards Easter. We are barreling towards oh Easter. Gosh. We're just a couple of days away, really. We are. And you and I, um, you more than me, I've, I'm usually in kids ministry once, twice a month. Mm-hmm. I was in the last two weeks, which is um, not very frequent. But um, we were talking about how we face parenting through mm-hmm. holiday seasons, but also in just the normal everyday humdrums of life. Yes. And, and how that is a an important part of our life mm-hmm. and something worth considering. So I thought we'd talk about that. You've got two boys. I do have two boys. And they're still little? No, they're not little. They're not. They're young, they're but huge. they're not little. <laughs> <laughs> and I've got three daughters mm-hmm. and they are all six and under. They are. And so you're like on the, on the I don't want to. I don't want to like... We're on the back nine is yeah. how we call it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yep. You're you're kind of leading into that, sending them out into the world. Yes. Um, and I'm at still the early stages of this game. So I'd love to discuss like what has discipleship looked like in the mm-hmm. home, caring for the children, raising them up in the things of God and all of the mess that comes in between that. Indeed. Well, I think that's a whole podcast series, Chris. <laughs> Let's just wrap it up. One 15-minute episode. We'll be fine. <laughs> but it is, I think it is important to to stop and to inten- intentionally, I mean, we talk about this a lot, to intentionally do things with, yeah. with our kids too. And um, this week was fun because my oldest turned 16 mm-hmm. and uh, passed his driver's test and all that. Exci- so, you know, we're heading into this new stage of parenting. So yeah. just thinking a lot about where we've come from and where we're going and what is this new stage going to look like. Um, and we had a fun time having you and your family over for yeah. dinner and getting to kind of step back and say, oh, I remember getting to sit down on the floor and play trains with, mm-hmm. with kids when they were little with, with your girls. Yeah. And as my boys don't do that quite so much with me anymore, <laughs> we're in a different stage. But yeah. you know, being able to celebrate those different stages and to see God's goodness and His grace through each and every stage as we move forward mm-hmm. um, is, I think, an important thing to, <laughs> yeah. to remember. Well, I remember... We read a book, we had a small team who read a book together Mm -hmm. on parenting specifically. And one of the emphasis they made was the importance of milestones for the family unit Mm -hmm. and celebrating your children at designated points in time where they've transitioned. You know, know, this would be a great example. Like he's driving, there's new autonomy, a sense of Mm -hmm. responsibility that's being introduced. And um, so I wonder how, how has that looked for you guys? Not necessarily explicitly the celebration of milestone, but like examining the the key moments in your mm-hmm. kids' lives where they transition from those ages and how parenting them has looked different. Mm-hmm. Well, I, milestones happen whether we like them or not sometimes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and and there are definitely those milestones. I mean, there's the milestone of being potty trained or not taking a nap. Yeah. Um, and that then progresses to going to school and getting to ride the bus for the first. There's all kinds of firsts that mm-hmm. kids get to do. And like my son, he will get his driver's license um, and he'll take off and leave for the first time all by himself. You know, so there's all different kinds of milestones that mm-hmm. our kids hit along the way that we get to celebrate 
and kind of point them in the direction of, I see you growing Mm -hmm. and this is my prayer for you in this next season. Yeah. And so it, because it is this releasing as a parent of control at every milestone. We're great at that. (sighs) We're great at that. (laughs) So parenting is not for the faint of heart. It keeps us on our knees, Mm -hmm. Um, but it's really fun to get to celebrate those milestones too. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. One of the things Rachel and I talk about a lot in parenting is how selfish we learned we are when mm-hmm. we first became oh, parents. Yes, we would have thought you talked to Chris before he was married in high school. Uh, <laughs> he, very generous, very kind, very serving of others. Mm-hmm. You know, very altruistic. And then I got married, and I was like, "Oh no!" It takes it to the next level. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, I'm actually quite selfish. This is really <laughs> uncomfortable. And Rachel and I both went through that. And then we mm-hmm. have kids. Yep. And it sends it through the roof. Oh, through the roof. Mm-hmm. It's like, you want pancakes? I just made you this food. Why are you throwing this on the floor? Lay down to go to bed. Like, it's always pressuring you to mm-hmm. lose your cool. <laughs> well, even if it's good things, it's just not your things. Yeah. And and so there is this element of learning to be self-sacrificial mm-hmm. as a parent because it's relentless. It does not end yeah. ever. And so I think that is a picture of, you know, kind of what God has done for us. And mm-hmm. so it, it helps us learn that in a very tactile way, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> whether we want to or not. <laughs> yeah. So how do you find in your life you've navigated um, that shedding of your mm-hmm. your own desires, your, your own wants? What has helped you be successful? Mm-hmm. I'm sure there's plenty of times you haven't. We've Oh, we yes. can all relate to oh, that. No, we, we all have our moments. <laughs> yeah. And my kids can definitely tell uh-huh. you about them. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, there's a daily taking up your cross, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, and so f- for me, I remember a very specific shift, especially when my kids were younger, mm-hmm. um, where I had to, I was so frustrated that I wasn't getting any m- downtime. Mm-hmm. And I had to realize that um, maybe doing dishes in the evening when my husband was at home playing with the kids, that was my downtime. And I had to be content with that. Um, Or being able to take a shower for 10 minutes and lock the bathroom door. (laughs) That was my 10 minutes. And God could provide for me in those 10 minutes. Um, And so I think um, there is a perspective shift Mm -hmm. sometimes to realize it's not about me. And even in the the mundane things that I have been given to do in my calling, God can still bless that and right. he can still meet me there. I don't mm-hmm. have to do something outside of that mm-hmm. to find that fulfillment. Um, and so that was, I, I very vividly remember coming to that conclusion doing dishes one night when the boys were toddlers that I needed to make a perspective shift. Yeah. And one of the things that helped actually with that is I had um, a journal out in my kitchen and every time I walked by, I tried to write down something I was thankful for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and just that discipline of trying to see things that I could be thankful for, including maybe something that the kids did that I had already said a thousand times, but finally responded <laughs> and had grown in that area, mm-hmm. kind of became that Ebenezer, that yeah. that milestone, one of those milestones, like, okay, God's still at work. He still called me to this. I can do another set of dishes. Mm-hmm. And so I think some some things like that helped some that I've had to go back and revisit multiple times and in different seasons. But I'm glad you phrased it that way of revisiting, because that is the point of the Ebenezer, mm-hmm. is to remind us. Yes. One of the things that we discuss a lot in my house is... Um, and my wife is very much an achiever. Mm-hmm. Boy, if there ever was one. <laughs> she wants to be the best at the thing yes. that she's doing. And she's very competent. 
Yes. But children don't afford you that competence no. most of the time. No. And don't appreciate it. <laughs> no. No. Um, but once once we started introducing the language of this is the work, mm-hmm. because because she can excel in a work field or yes. work field, workplace. Workplace. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm trying to say. Um, and this doesn't offer that same reward, but she wants that reward. Mm-hmm. She reframed it as this is the work. This is what God has put before me. Yes. And I would contend for a family with children, there's, I'd be hard pressed to be convinced that there is any more important work than mm-hmm. that. But you have, in in many respects, an audience of one. Mm-hmm. And we have to be content and find our satisfaction in the fact that God sees us. Yeah. And even though we are called to be f- faithful in that mundane, and even though we're our, that faithful or um, that audience of one, it also helps when your spouse can yeah that and so yeah. I know you know my husband has been great about reminding me of those things and I ha- I have to turn around and do the same thing for him because mm-hmm. parenting is not it's just a mom right <laughs> it's both yeah and we're in it together and we have the, some of those hard stuff together but we have they they can also speak that truth into us too and sometimes that's the only people who know what's going on is your spouse and mm-hmm. God yep and that can be enough yeah I one analogy I use oftentimes is this idea, and I've stolen it. It's not my original idea, <laughs> but I've co-opted it, is this idea that we have, especially as a man, we have this mm-hmm. propensity and this desire to fight battles and to go kill dragons. And we have this heroism that is mm-hmm. embellished in our minds of that moment, you know, when we go out in a blaze of glory, but we take the beast down with us and mm-hmm. it's heroic and we're, there's blood and violence and we've protected the princess in the castle. And there's a sense of satisfaction there. But what... I have been faced with and have challenged people in my life with is the dragons come in much, much smaller. Mm-hmm. And oftentimes we welcome them in, welcome them into our home mm-hmm. and they come in the forms of not being snappy mm-hmm. and choosing to value this time that is going to give me no reward mm-hmm. in this moment or for the next 15 years or maybe ever and deciding to do the really hard thing and slay that dragon Instead of this fancy that we have about a someday dragon or an out there dragon. That's big and glorious. And we don't like the little everyday, yeah. everyday nitty gritty thing yeah. that we have been called to do. I remember when Daniel was first born for probably four or five months after he was born. Every time people asked me what I did, mm-hmm. I would start with... Well, I used to do yeah. X, Y, Z, mm-hmm. but now I'm just a, a mom. Yeah. And boo. boo. <laughs> but like like you, there's that that glory and that affirmation mm-hmm. in, in a workplace that you don't get when you're home, but having to come to grips with the fact that no, actually this is amazing work and it's gonna take work and it's gonna take creativity and it's gonna take consistency all the way through. And so, you know, those types of things. Um, we also have to remember yeah. and say, okay, God, you've called me to this mundane faithfulness mm-hmm. um, with my kids. And so I'm going to trust you with that. Yeah. Yeah. And I think there's an incredible beauty there mm-hmm. in that mundane nature of our lives. And I, for myself, certainly um, find myself trying to remember often that when I get home is when I'm doing the real dragon sling. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I do get to leave the house and I get to fight different battles than my wife. Um, but when I get home, that's when I'm actually my most tired. Mm-hmm. My brain is done. Mm-hmm. My family needs me the most because yes. they're also, you know, climbing the walls and going at each other. And so that's when, 
you know, if I want to be a man who's honorable, it's going to happen there. Mm-hmm. It's not just going to happen somewhere else under specific social context. Yeah. Um, so what, as far as, you know, being honorable in our parenting, considering that we're running into Easter and just mm-hmm. what a, a pivotal moment this is in church history and in our faith, how do we view ourselves as parents as, I'm going to load the question a little bit. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> as the primary mm-hmm. disciple maker of our children. Not the only, but the primary. Mm-hmm. I mean, we we definitely have a different influence mm-hmm. than many, many um, people around us. Mm-hmm. And we are, I would say, maybe not the language primary often carries with it, like primary or only. Uh-huh. I think we're the first line yeah. as parents, but how important the other voices are Certainly. and for our kids too. Um, and so we do take it seriously and we take it intentionally, but we also have to hold it somewhat loosely knowing that we're not going to do it perfectly mm-hmm. and that God's grace is still going to be sufficient. Right. And so, you know, we, for example, with Easter coming up, we can be completely intentional with our kids. We can talk about the story all week. We can do a fun Seder service or a project. We can come to church and have all of that. And you still might have terrible attitudes next week. <laughs> yeah. um, this didn't fix my kids. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And so, you know, we we can be faithful with some of those things. And then we have to let God develop those seeds. Mm-hmm. And Maybe, um, you know, as a parent, we will say and do something and um, we'll do it each year and over and over and over. And then somebody else will tell our kids that and then it will click. Boom. Boom. Yeah. You know, and so, you <laughs> Wait know. Wait <laughs> a minute. I did all the work. I did all the work. <laughs> but how, I mean, especially as my boys are getting older, I have such a greater appreciation for some of the other voices mm-hmm. that are in their lives. Totally. Because they can reinforce some of those things that are first and primary role mm-hmm. as parents are saying, um, and they can build on that too, yeah. because they bring a different perspective as well. And so we have to be able to trust one another and interact with each other and each other's kids mm-hmm. too. And I think that's where we find the beauty of the body of Christ. Yes. One of the most glorious ways we find it come alive mm-hmm. is within the context of the family unit. I, I view, and I don't have like a thesis on this, but my working view is, you know, the the family unit is kind of the the model, the mini mm-hmm. church in a sense, and it's built on this whole family structure around it, and that's one of the reasons why I value kids ministry so much, mm-hmm. is because these are formative years they are. where we don't know what kind of relationships they have at home, healthy or not healthy, godly or not godly. And as a body of Christ, we have a, an incredible, unique privilege mm-hmm. to speak into their life for 45 minutes, mm-hmm. one day a week, yes, and show them not just that they are loved, they are cared for, but there's a God out there who offers that as well. We get to plant those seeds of the gospel mm-hmm. um, in their hearts, even if they're not fully understanding it yet. They're mm-hmm. there. Yeah. Um, and if you listen to them, sometimes you hear some kind of funny things come out of their mouth as they're trying to process it, yeah. but they're processing it because those words and those things are there. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's fun to get to see as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So if someone is thinking through for the first time, their kid as uh, you know a mission field, mm-hmm. somebody who needs the gospel just like they did mm-hmm. and sees themselves as the the first line of defense, the first, um, you know, oftentimes who we identify mm-hmm. God with or the type of God that he is with fathers or whoever, what encouragement would you give to somebody like that who maybe goes, I hadn't, I've never thought about it like mm-hmm. this. This is overwhelming. <laughs> yeah. 
Um, I think the, the, the first two things that come to the top of my mind as you ask that question um, are to pray with pray for your kids daily. Mm-hmm. Um, prayer can change your perspective on them, especially if you're frustrated with them. Yeah. Um, and you can take all of those frustrations to God in prayer. And some days you aren't frustrated and you can pray in, in that way too, but always pray for your kids mm. and pray for that wisdom to see and know your kids because they're all different. Mm-hmm. And, you know, what worked for one might not work for the other. They do um, that too. I know, they do. So mean. And they don't come with manuals either. <laughs> <laughs> Keep looking for it. It was in this drawer, I swear. <laughs> and so I think prayer is, is huge. Mm-hmm. And the second thing is for your kids to know that they are unconditionally loved by you. Mm-hmm. Because I think if we have that, if they have that trust, then that's going to allow us to speak into those other areas mm-hmm. because they feel loved and safe. Um, and so, you know, my my parents did this with me where they would, we would kind of have this call and response um, where, you know, how much do I love you? I love you this much. And so I do this with my boys too, still to this day. Mm-hmm. Um, and they roll their eyes a little bit, but they need to know it. Yep. Um, and so, you know, I'll ask them, well, how much do I, how much do I love you? Well, more than I can ever know. Like, that's correct. And, mm-hmm. and why do I love you? Just because I'm yours. I'm like, yep, just because you're mine. Is there anything that you can do that would make me love you more or less? Nope. Yeah. And then I always offer to give them a kiss just so that they can remember all of that. They don't always take me up on that one. <laughs> um, but, you know, there, there's ways that we can build into our kids the fact that they are loved, mm-hmm. show them their loves. when we celebrate them on a birthday. And we had our big 16th this, this week because mm-hmm. we had that opportunity. Um, but make sure they know that they are loved. And that will foster conversation about a lot of the other things. Yeah. yeah it's amazing what happens when we can establish that security. Mm-hmm. We can go, okay. They can breathe, they can trust us, they can come to us. And really that that is the number one most valuable resource mm-hmm. in that relationship is that trust. Because without that, you're never going to have yeah. any airtime for the important things. Yeah. And I know uh, we talk a lot about a discipleship is do the kids know all of these mm-hmm. things from the Bible? And those are all important. I'm not downplaying that yeah. at all. But I think this is what allows a lot of that to happen. Sure. Is yeah. when when they have those two two things. My parents were youth leaders and they went back and talked to kids who had walked away from their faith and who hadn't. Mm-hmm. And it just interviewed them um, years later. And a lot of what they found was kids who watched their parents and if their parents had a vibrant faith, they were still walking with Jesus mm-hmm. in many, many, many cases, not across the board. Um, and vice versa, um, those who, a lot of them who walked away said they didn't see their parents live it out and it didn't make sense to them. Yeah. And so, you know, if we're praying for our kids and they know they're loved and we are developing in our relationship with Jesus, a lot of that is going to just happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I can tell you how many times I get questions of... <laughs> just the most absurd stuff where I'm like, you're, you're six years old. What are you doing? Ask, yeah. Asking these questions. It's cause it's bedtime, Jamie. It's bedtime. And they don't yeah. want to go to sleep. Well, true. There's some great <laughs> theological questions at bedtime, but they're also yeah. feel safe and loved enough to ask those questions. Right. And then it gives us natural opportunities to answer those yeah. questions. <laughs> I know anytime that comes up, I'm like, I push that desire of the flesh down till I cut this short and go, nope, this is it. This is the work. <laughs> this, they're inviting me into this conversation. Yes. And I, in 20 years, I'd punch myself mm-hmm. in the face right now if I... <laughs> but as, we, as we're praying for them, we have our eyes open for those things. And hopefully then we don't cut those off. Mm-hmm. So, yes. Yeah, an invaluable <laughs> reminder. And, and just to reiterate, you know, how, how faithful we can be in the mundane. Mm-hmm. It doesn't have to be glamorous. It doesn't have to be glorious. It begins with prayer. Mm-hmm. You know, positioning ourselves at the mercy of God. Yep. Which 
I don't know, this might be a stretch, but feels kind of like the point of a lot of parenting. <laughs> <laughs> well, so much of it is actually out of our control, especially now that I'm handing my keys to a 16 yeah. year old that, you know, prayer is sometimes the only thing we can't do. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and oftentimes the last thing we go to, exactly. which is unfortunate. I've heard it said, um, parent the adult you want them to be or mm-hmm. some, you know, some version of that. And, um, and I think that, yeah, this foundation of trust and love mm-hmm. and an example of a vibrant faith are are the things that create a pathway for them to then mm-hmm. walk. You know, they'd have to work harder to get off that path now having witnessed it versus mm-hmm. somebody who attends church, drags their kids to events, but doesn't really take it seriously, treats them, mm-hmm. you know, poorly in the parking lot or whatever. Lots of stories like that. But mm-hmm. um, nevertheless, something so valuable <laughs> It puts us so often at the end of ourselves. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and part of parenting is having them get to see that we are sinners and we need grace too. And that's part of what we model and, 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 and also then what we turn around and celebrate, Mm -hmm. you know, we need a savior and you need a savior. And that's what we're going to celebrate this weekend in Easter. Absolutely. Absolutely. So (laughs) listener, use Sunday, use Good Friday as an opportunity. You know, if they see, um, if you guys participate in the the way of the cross here at UFC, or mm-hmm. if they see somebody with an ash cross on their forehead, maybe that'll start conversations or something um, to generate a new routine for your family, a new perspective shift that helps you find yourself in prayer more often and viewing them as a, a little eternal soul that mm-hmm. somehow in God's wisdom has given to me three mm-hmm. of them. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know why he did it, but... <laughs> God has given us our children for a reason. Like he gave those specific children to us, which is a comfort. And he will give us the grace for each day. And he will give us the grace for our many, 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 many mistakes along the way. Yep. As he grows us and he grows our children. Yeah. And that can be an encouragement for any parent always. (laughs) The one who's wrung out or the one who's, who's, uh, you know, at the, the back nine. What is that what you call it? Back nine. Yeah. Back nine. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I've heard back 40. Mm Mm-hmm. It was like golf. Oh, okay. Your front nine, your back nine. 18 years, they're out of your house. Oh, see, sports ball. Sports ball. Yeah. yeah. Our <laughs> listeners got it. I did not. <laughs> well, Jamie, thank you so much for coming. You're welcome. I appreciate it. And I love anything uh, that will remind me to be a good parent and encourage mm-hmm. other people in, in what God has given them and the fact that he's he is the means to accomplish that well. Indeed. So, our right, listener... Um, we will, uh, well, it will have already been Easter and Good Friday by the time you hear from us. So we will get you on the next episode. Bye. Well, thanks for listening. Thank you to our guests for coming and sharing what they've been chewing on in God's word. We produce these podcasts and release them twice a week. So please subscribe so you don't miss out on one. And don't forget, love God, love your neighbor and make disciples. 